Welcome to Profits Affogato, a podcast all about growing a profitable business that pours over into your life. I'm your host, Sarah Verhayen, online entrepreneur, wife, and mom of two. I'm the owner of Marish Books, where we help small business owners grow their profits by embracing the number side of their business. It's our mission to make business and accounting more human. Whether you consider yourself not a numbers person or you think playing in spreadsheets is a fun time, you're welcome here. So pour a cup of coffee and join me for inspiration, stories, and action steps to create the life of your dreams and a business you love. For today's episode, I am going to talk about something that is, I think, kind of brushed aside pretty often. It's maybe the least exciting thing to talk about. It's not one of those sexy wins of do this thing and you'll get instant results and instant clients and revenue and all the things that you're wanting. It's about the deep inner work that creates substantial shifts within yourself that will allow for those big exciting things. But when you're going through it, it is maybe one of the most excruciating things to sit in and allow to happen. And what I'm talking about is waiting. So this can be in a lot of circumstances, a lot of situations in which you have a gap from where you are to where you want to be with your vision and you're in the middle and for whatever reason, you're just getting the guidance that it's not time yet, that what's meant for you right now is to sit and wait. And it doesn't necessarily mean sit and wait and do nothing. There are probably a lot of internal things going on that you're processing and working through, and maybe even a lot of small actions that you're taking, but you're not seeing the results yet, and that's because you're not meant to yet. So the analogy I want you to have in your mind as you're listening to this episode is boiling water. So you fill up your pot with water, you put it on the stove, and you turn the stove on. And then what happens? Nothing. It seems like nothing happens. You can watch the water and nothing's moving. You might see the, the stove on, depending if you have an electric or you know gas stove. But the water's not changing to, the, to your eye. And you're just waiting. So often, what do we do? Well, the saying is a watched pot never boils. <laughs> and so you go do something else and take your mind off of it. And then next thing you know, oh, look, the water's boiling. Everybody's happy, right? But really, what's happening is so much internal work. The water is heating up slowly, one degree at a time. And even though it looks like nothing is happening, and it appears that like, oh, when the bubbles start exploding, like that is the moment. That's when the water boils. But in reality, it's the result of all that waiting and inner work of that water heating up gradually that resulted in the water boiling. So really, the waiting is everything. We can't expect to put a pot of water on and crank it up to high and boom, it's boiling. That's just not how it works. And I think the reason why waiting can feel so painful is because you have this vision for the future and who you're going to be and the results you're going to see. And you can have unfailing, almost like seemingly irrational faith in that. But at the same time, not knowing the timeline is what's so hard. Not knowing if you're going to be in your current situation for another day, another week, another year, another decade. 
you know that you'll get to where you want to go because you're not going to quit. And the only way you would fail is if you quit. So when you have that, you know you'll get there eventually, but you don't know when it will be. And the reason I think it's so important to master the waiting process is because we're always going to go through some version of it. It might be a big, long stretch of waiting. So for an example, pregnancy, it's nine months of waiting to meet your child. And you don't know when the child's going to be born. You don't know how your birth is going to go. You don't know what they're going to look like. You don't know. You can't predict any of that. You can try, but you'll probably be wrong. (laughs) And the only way to not have waiting in your life is to stop growing. And I think that is the last thing that any of us want. So I have a few seasons of waiting that come to mind and I'll kind of talk about a couple of them back and forth. So the first one is I have two kids and so I've had two pregnancies and both of them I've had morning sickness, quote unquote, although it was really all day sickness and it was the kind of nauseousness that's just there all day long. You wake up, you're nauseous. And then mine actually got worse in the evenings. This was for both pregnancies. And I even, especially with my first, you know, when I didn't have a baby at home to take care of, but I would come home from work, feel nauseous, and it would just get worse and worse all night long. And so I would try to eat dinner and then I would just sit down and lay down in bed and just honestly wait for the day to be over (laughs) because I just felt so tired and nauseous. And yeah, and I think the hardest part of that was not knowing when it was going to end. I didn't know if it would be like, you know, they say online, oh, by, you know, 16, 18 weeks, it should go away, or that's what the doctor might say or whatever, but you have no idea. It could last the entire time. It could last the whole nine months, and you just don't know when you're going to feel any differently. And of course, I don't think I have to go into the the deep inner work that's happening <laughs> in pregnancy when you're growing a baby, of course, like that's huge. And the most important thing that's going on in your life, probably. And then the other example of a big season of waiting in my life was when I was wanting to go full time in my business, but there were circumstances that were just it wasn't the right time. And that again, I had this huge vision of my life and what it could be and the ways that I could impact the world and felt like it just wasn't the right time for me. And that was really, really hard to know that you're meant for more, but that just not yet. And it's like, but, but why I'm ready now, please. Can I just do it now? (laughs) And learning the patience of just sinking in and allowing it, allowing and accepting too, that it's hard. It is. And a book I read during this time was When the Heart Waits by Sue Monk Kidd, and it is really, really good. And I highly recommend it to anybody who's going through a season of waiting and just feel to feel like you have somebody in your corner to understand and can share their experiences in a very tough season of waiting. And she calls it a dark night of the soul, which I think is the perfect description of it because it does feel like that. You're just waiting on like, when will the sun come back up? I I don't know how long I can sit in this for any longer. It's how long do I have to be in here? But at the same time, there's so much beauty in the waiting if you allow yourself to see it. Like there's so much beauty in the dark night. So I'm going to share some of the codes that I got in my seasons of waiting. And I'm sure there will be more seasons of waiting and more codes to come. And I'm using the term codes from Katie Fleming, who explains it like 
as if you're playing a video game and you download like a, a cheat code almost, but like a code to help you advance within the game or the level or whatever. And so a big code that I got was that joy and contentment come from within, not from your life circumstances. And when you get to the realization and the embodiment that you can be happy anywhere, regardless of your circumstances, it is absolutely life-changing. And if you are able to be happy and content, not even like happy, but content where you are, even when you want things to look a little bit differently in your life, like you're content, but at the same time, you have that vision of the future and you are in the process of growing and learning. Having both can really amplify the results of what's good to come. And another one is talked about a lot, but it's so, so hard is to stay out of the comparison trap. It's so hard to, because you want to see what others are up to, but then you think, oh, well, they did it in like six weeks or three months or two years or whatever the time frame. And for me, it's been X amount of days or months or years. And why are they getting to get there so much sooner? And I still have to stay here and wait. And you can't have both the comparison and being content with your journey. Like you have to put the blinders on, run your own race, and just know that the timing is meant for you. And there's a reason for the timing of where you are. And then this kind of goes into the next one too, which is that there is, you won't miss out by waiting. Good things come to those who wait and who are patient. And there is enough for any, for everybody. There's plenty for everybody to go around. You don't have to look at others and see how fast they're going and say, well, I better get there or they, they're going to take what's meant for me. Like that's, that's not how it works. And if you have that mentality of, I have to, you know, be the early bird and put myself out there before I'm ready, it's not going to be nearly as rewarding and satisfying as waiting until it's your time. Like I'm, I'm picturing watching a movie and then just like skipping the middle part and going to the end. And it's like, yeah, you, you get the same result. You see the end of the movie, but you've missed so much of the information and knowledge of the middle of the movie to where you don't appreciate it as much as you would if you had watched the whole thing and learned the character's entire journey and had those connections to relate it to your own life. And then the last one, which might be the biggest one, is asking yourself the question, how can you be the person that you're dreaming of? How can you be that person today in your current circumstances? How can you find the things that you're dreaming of and that you want in your life today? So let's say, for example, you have a very profitable, thriving business that's going great. The only thing is that it's taking a lot of your time. And maybe you have some life things going on that you wish that you could focus more on and enjoy or process or whatever might be going on. And so what you need to do is delegate more things to team members. Maybe it requires hiring some people. Maybe it requires a pivot of business of the services or products that you offer. And so you could look at this twofold. Number one, what kind of business owner do I need to be who is already doing all of those things and then embody that person today? And that will help you get to that point where more of those things are outsourced and handled by your team and running without you. But number two, just really stepping back big picture and saying, what matters to that person that's in my in my dreams and my visions, my future? How How is she spending her day? Is she 
spending 10 hours a day working or is she spending three hours a day working? And then go deeper. Why is that important to me? Is it because I want to spend that time with my kids? And then say, okay, but why? Because that's the kind of mother I want to be. I want to have this deep relationship with my kids and I want to raise them to be good humans. And then take that into your today. How do you do that today? And it's obviously going to look different for every person, but that's just one example where if freedom is what you're craving, how do you have freedom today? What about your day can you examine and say, could I fit 20 minutes in here of, you know, one-on-one time with my kids? How do I already have what I'm seeking? How do I already have that today? And last, I want to just say, if you are in a season of waiting, and I feel like a season of grief could also be included in this. Just one of those things where you know there's a lot of inner work happening and processing, and you wonder when it will be, you'll be out of it. And in some ways, you never will be out of it. So if you're in one of those seasons right now, just know that I feel you. And if you want to reach out to me and talk about it, then I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Prophets Affogato podcast. For all the links mentioned in the episode, check out the show notes. And as always, I'd love it if you find me on Instagram at Marish Books, screenshot the episode, and tag me in your stories with your favorite takeaway. 